Welcome to Making It Happen, a podcast all about sharing stories of those who have made it happen their way. This is about motivating those from all walks of life to know that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, and especially no matter how old you are, that you can make whatever you want to happen a reality. These stories have inspired me, and I know they will inspire you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Making It Happen. I'm your host, Adrienne Huntley, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. I'm so excited for today's episode, particularly because this is our season finale for season one. It's been so cool over the last 10 weeks to share these stories with you and continue to inspire you to make it happen, and I have no doubt that today's episode will be no exception. Today, I'm so excited to welcome my good friend, Sarah Jane Levine, to the podcast. Sarah Jane Levine currently resides in Auburn, Alabama. Growing up, she lived in nine different homes, lived on three different continents, and attended eight different schools. Her dad recently retired from being active duty Army for 28 years. However, she considers Enterprise Alabama home. Sarah Jane is currently a senior at Auburn University and is pursuing a degree in apparel merchandising and is double minoring in business and agricultural business. Sarah Jane was Miss Coffee County 2016 and placed top 10 at the Miss National Peanut Festival pageant. Sarah Jane went on to compete and win the title of Miss Alabama Watermelon Queen in 2018. The Alabama Watermelon Queen is an ambassador and public relations representative for the Alabama Watermelon Association. Sarah Jane placed second runner-up at the National Miss Watermelon while competing in Hawaii. Throughout high school, Sarah Jane's love for retail grew. She was given the opportunity to attend and work at America's Mart in Atlanta, Georgia, and visit warehouses and factories in Los Angeles, California. Once arriving in college, she started her own jewelry company called Lily Jane Boutique in 2018. During this season, Sarah Jane hosted many pop-up shows and allowed friends to shop inside her home. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, she opened her first brick-and-mortar location in August of 2020. The storefront is located in Auburn, Alabama. In her free time, she loves volunteering as a member of Chi Omega Fraternity, serving Auburn University Student Government Association, and catering to Auburn University. Sarah Jane plans to stay in Auburn post-graduation in May to continue growing Lily Jane Boutique. So SJ, so excited to have you on the show. You're the first person in business that I've really been highlighting on the show. So really excited to close out with a bang of a college student who literally has owned their own successful business. So I guess to kick us off, what inspired you to start Lily Jane Boutique? So I just knew like how much potential my store had um, in the Auburn area. There's nothing like my store, jewelry, accessories, gifts. Um, and my whole idea was I wanted students to be able to come in, college students specifically, to come into my store and be able to purchase a birthday gift, a present, uh, just a fun pair of earrings. And knowing that a college budget is kind of slim, um, students can come in and spend $12 on a pair of hot pink earrings, wear them once and not feel bad about it. So that was kind of like what inspired me as I knew um, there was a missing market and it's something that I love and I wanted to bring that to my friends because I knew I could do it. And you've certainly done it well, and it's been cool to watch since 2018, the growth that Lily Jane has experienced. And this has been a fun venture because it's also a family affair. And, you know, a lot of people will say don't mix family with business, but you've done so and you've done so well. What has been the best, but also the most challenging part in running a business with them? Yes, for sure. It was actually funny. I was at an event last night. And I was telling my story to someone and he goes, oh, so like your mom owns the store. And I was like, no, like actually I own it. And he was like, no, like you just work for your mom. I'm like, actually, no, we're 50, 50 business partners. My mom doesn't even live in Auburn. Like she's so much help, but she doesn't own the store. And it was really funny. Um, So I would definitely say 
that the best part of getting to work with family is just getting to see how supportive and dedicated they are to helping me out. Like whenever I need a lending hand, um, one time I got in a pickle and one of the girls called in sick and I wasn't in Auburn and my sweet brother who also lives in Auburn threw on a Lily Jane t-shirt and worked in the store for like four hours. And he was like, he called me and he was like, Sarah Jane, why is no one buying anything? And I was like, well, are you helping them? And he was like, yes, of course I'm helping them, but I don't really know how to, like I say, Hey, and I'm like, just explain the situation. Like everyone will understand. Um, and if anything, they'll probably think it's really cool that you're stepping in to help. Um, so I think that's probably the best part. I would say the most challenging is sometimes when I go home, that's all we talk about. Or when I pick up the phone, that's all we talk about. And I made a comment to my mom and she's like, Sarah Jane, that's what happens when you own a business. Like there's no escaping it. Like even when you're gone for a weekend and there's a problem or a customer needs you, like they're probably going to pick up the phone and call. And that's just something that goes along with the small business that I think going into it, I never really thought, but it's so rewarding and dedicated, like to show how dedicated I am um, to the store really comes with a lot of reward along the way. I love that your family has been so supportive of this since day one. And I love that you even mention, you know, having to set those boundaries during family time of this is family time, this is business time. And I'm sure you've also had to do that in other aspects of your life, being a full-time student, being involved, which for those of you listening who may not be aware, Sarah Jane was actually on my executive team this year. And I swear she probably did more than I did because she was always so busy. But being a full-time student, being involved in SGA and so many different roles on campus, and also being a business owner, how have you juggled the challenge of kind of navigating those different areas throughout your college experience? Absolutely. So like you said, like setting boundaries and setting times, that was something that came with a challenge for me and juggling being a full-time student, being on SGA exec, owning a store, like the list goes on and on. Um, but I really wouldn't know any different. And like you said, setting times for specific things, um, was very important. So saying like, I'm going to be at the store for this hour, or I'm going to be working and sending emails for this hour, being present in those specific activities also went a long way. Like if I'm eating dinner with a friend, like my phone goes away because it was so hard to mix the two. Like I can see every single sale that goes on at the store from my phone. So when I'm somewhere and I'm what I want to get wrapped up in who just bought this, what did we sell? Where are numbers at today that you can get so wrapped up in that, but you have to be present in what you're doing um, at that moment. And if it's not my time that's dedicated to the store, then I don't need to be worrying about the store. I don't need to be worrying about emails that I haven't sent if I'm hanging out with friends, because that's where things, a lot of things can come into like a gray area and you're going to struggle as a friend. You're going to struggle in your job. You're going to struggle in your involvement if you don't dedicate those specific times. So I think that was something that was a very, very hard to learn at first. Um, and I still struggle with, like I'm sitting here and at 10 o'clock, the store opens and I'm going to be like, oh, well, is, is whoever's supposed to work today? Are they there on time? Um, so those are all things that I worry about, but it's things that you have to consistently work on to not worry about. Absolutely. And setting those boundaries is so important. And, you know, another aspect that that concept plays out in your life is a lot of your friends also happen to be your employees at the store. And, you know, you have to kind of manage that role, which, you know, I dealt with with SJ president of being a friend, but also being somebody's boss or somebody's leader. How have you managed those relationships and having your employees also be some of your really good friends? 
Yes, that can um, be very challenging, but also so rewarding. Um, like you said, Ruth, a lot of my friends do work for me. I would say all of them are my friends, even if I wasn't super close with them um, before they started working for me. Um, and it can be so challenging. Sometimes I like have to take a step back and you never want to be frustrated with a friend and I always have to take a step back and look like, is it worth losing this friendship over getting frustrated with them over something that's going on at the store? And the answer is always no, it's not worth losing a friendship. Um, And something kind of like my motto this year and just all of the busyness is like, if it doesn't matter in five years, does it matter more than five minutes of my time? More than likely not, um, because for the chances for something to matter in five years is pretty slim. Um, and so that whenever I would get frustrated, whether that's at the store or with involvement just in life, if I took a step back and was like, hey, it's not going to matter in five years, then let's worry about it for five minutes and like, let's move on. And so I think that was definitely um, a mindset that I had to take and have had to take with all of my employees. But it's also so rewarding to work with them because we are so like-minded on so many things that when I'm like explaining something, they already understand. Or I can shoot a text and they're already on it. And I think that's really cool to see that we're all on the same wavelength. And it's really cool to work with your friends because it kind of merges like hangout time, play time, all of those things. And we get to spend a lot more time together, which I think can be really fun. I can only imagine, you know, and you seem to navigate the balance of those relationships well. So totally commending you for that. But, you know, I feel like that has a large part to do with a lot of the experiences that you've had in the past, right? Like we talked about SGA and our executive team, we were all really great friends, but we knew when to put friendships aside and work for business. And, you know, you've been in this program in the College of Human Sciences, which we'll talk about a little bit more, you know, learning how to navigate that. But you also had the opportunity to serve as Miss Alabama's Watermelon Queen in 2018, you know, Everybody that's been listening, I know it's another pageant girl, but y'all, this is just go to show you that pageant girls are truly out here running the world. But SJ, to that point, how did that role prepare you to open your own business and be a small business owner? For sure. So as we saw Bama Watermelon, like in my bio said, you definitely are representative. People are like, oh, what's your talent or all of the things. And that's really not, um, album watermelon. You are representative for the industry. I got to lobby for the farm bill on Capitol Hill. I got to go to the Marine Corps marathon. There's lots of awesome opportunities that I got to partake in. And I think through those opportunities and through that role, it prepared me for people skills, like hands down, how to interact with people, how to visit with them, how to hear their story, which is so important, just listening. Um, and so just like forming relationships with the people, um, that I work with and got to interact with through those promotions and through those experiences Miss Alabama Watermelon really prepared me to open a store and just become more equipped while like working in the store you get to visit with people you get to hear their story you get to hear where they're from um, and all of like their cool experiences and people love to chat in the store which I think is so special Um, the relationships that I've been able to form already and my employees have gotten to form with customers is really special and so I think that experience really helped me well. I always like joke that I could talk to a brick wall and I really think I could um, just because I love to visit and talk with people. Um, And so I think that really helped me a lot, but also like the family and friends that we made through the Alabama Watermelon Association. They're just so supportive. 
supportive. I ship packages to them all the time and just getting to work with them and hear um, how that industry so relates to retail. Um, And then as well, like I'm minoring in agricultural business, which sparked an interest from um, that opportunity. And I always say if something goes crazy and I decide to do something else, um, I think I'd make a pretty good chemical sales girl. So we'll see how that goes too. But you see see how apparel merchandising and merchandising and selling things ties right back in. It doesn't matter what you're selling. It can be clothes. It can be retail. It can be grocery supplies. Like you have no clue what it could be, but it all kind of ties back together into the same selling aspect. So I think try and keep like all my eggs in different baskets for sure. Well, it certainly sounds like that experience equipped you well to the relational side of the business, but you're also in our apparel merchandising program in the College of Human Sciences, which is one of the top programs in the nation for this type of thing. I'm certain that that has prepared you for more of the business side of everything and the practical application side of everything. How has your degree program prepared you for this real life application that you're able to witness in your own business? Yes, definitely how you said um, practical application. It was always really special since I've had the store since 2018, um, my sophomore year of college. I was always able to tie everything I was learning um, back into my store, which made all of my coursework so much easier I was able to provide examples for um, students in the class. It could be like, oh, yeah, because it relates back to X, Y, and Z. Um, And I think that really helped students. That helped my professor. That helped me. But like you said, our program is absolutely top-notch. The faculty, the professors, the staff are all hands down amazing. The support that I've seen from them um, while opening the store, it was really special. The other day I was working and a mother and daughter duo came in and they were like, hey, they were like, are you Sarah Jane? And I was like, actually I am. Like, it's kind of rare that I'm here a lot. And so they were like, oh my gosh, we just came from campus tour. We live in Florida and we heard about you through the College of Human Sciences and we just want to stop by. Like, we thought this is awesome. And to make friendships like that and hear that my college is so supportive and setting me up for success and recommending people and telling people um, almost as a recruiting tool that I'm here in Auburn um, is so rewarding and just so special to know that one, I'm helping the college um, and give back to everything that they've helped me do, but also just see that happen is really awesome. Um, So I would say our program's top notch. They've been so helpful in setting me up for success. Um, But back down to the coursework, it's just super cool to see how you can tie things in. I think it would have been a lot harder for me in this program if I didn't own a store for sure. Well, I can certainly imagine that having that real life experience certainly pairs well with your classes and what you're learning in the classroom. And, you know, you've had so much support from the College of Human Sciences. And I can certainly say that has been very similar for me. And you've had so much support from your involvement and previous pageants and your friends and your family. But I understand that running a business can also be very challenging. What is probably the most challenging part of that for you? Yes, I would say the most challenging part we've kind of hit on is just balancing it all. It's almost like I have a bunch of full-time jobs, SGA, full-time job, school, full-time job, owning a business, full-time job. Um, And I always joke, I'm like, hmm, in May when I don't have any of that and I just have one full-time job, it should be really interesting. Uh, I'm sure I'll have to find something else to fill all my extra time with or just make the store a thousand times better um, and invest even more into the store. So I would probably say the most challenging part now is balancing it all. 
Um, so I definitely feel like I run around like a chicken with my head cut off half the time, but I think I do pretty good. Um, I figured out how to balance it all for sure. I think probably the most challenging thing in the future um, that I can see once graduating in May is social media. I have a wonderful friend who runs all of our social media right now. Um, and that's something that I don't really have to think twice about. Um, but as we all graduate in May, she will be moving back home. And social media is big right now. Like the way that you can get people to interact with your business to come into the store is through social media. It's crazy to see how many times we will post a picture of an earring and we'll have three or four people come in that day to get it and said, Oh, I saw it on your Instagram story. Like it's blue and trying to describe it. And I'm like, Oh yes, it's right here. So I definitely think that will be a challenging thing for me in the future. Maybe finding someone um, that can do that for me or I'll have more free time so I can do it myself. Um, so just learning that, but I would say social media plays a huge part in a business in any business right now, whether it's retail or not, or apparel or, even just like the College of Human Sciences, like their social media has to be great. So I think managing that will be a challenge that I can predict in the future, but I think we'll figure it out. And I have no doubt that will be the case. And again, can certainly relate to that having my own podcast and, you know, I don't have a team of people. So running your own social media, my goodness, that is so time consuming and people don't give it enough credit, but I have no doubt that you will land on your feet and you will figure it out and your social media will be better than ever. So for all those listening, what advice would you give to someone looking to start their own business? You know, like, how did you get started? What challenges did you see in the beginning? How did you manage that new venture? Absolutely. So I would probably say like a tip of advice for anyone wanting to kind of start their own business is to think through the little things. If you would have asked me um, how to pay taxes or run payroll. I would have told you you were crazy four years ago, but it's all of the little things that make the job a little hard, but make it so much fun and so worth it in the end. Um, and you have to be willing to make sacrifices. I think those are things that I didn't really think through. I was like, oh, I can sell 10 pairs of earrings all day long. Like that's not a problem. Um, but I didn't think about all of the little things. Once, like I said, it's still so rewarding. Yeah, like who would have thought a college senior would run payroll? My roommate, she works for me. She always jokes like, oh yeah, Sarah Jane's my boss and she like pays me, um, of course, which is so funny. And I never would have thought a college senior would do that. But yeah, it's all like the little things that you have to think through when starting a business um, that you really don't want to. Running the numbers, as crazy as it sounds, whenever I want to make a new business decision, my dad's like, well, have you run the numbers for that yet? Um, which is great that I have parents that are such a sounding board and are willing to like back me up, but make sure that we're making the right decisions. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest piece of advice is think through the little things, but know, like have confidence in yourself. You can do it for sure. Absolutely. Well, you've certainly had a, a great first three years and I know you're kind of looking ahead for what's next for you after you graduate in May. So that begs the big question. What's next for you in the store? Yes. So I did have made the decision to stay in Auburn. We had um, signed a new lease for a bigger building. So we're in about 120 square feet right now, which is crazy. Also, this is like an announcement on the podcast because I've told my friends, um, but I haven't made like an announcement on the store. It's kind of been word of mouth. So maybe uh, I'll share the podcast and be like, big announcement, listen till the end. Um, so we've signed a lease for a bigger store still in Midtown. Um, but we're going from about 120 square feet to a thousand than square feet. So a huge increase. I am so, so excited. I will be able to have an office in my new store. I will have a lot of space 
to able to ship things from our website product and then as well have a space for a photo shoot all the time. Um, we sell workout clothes and all sorts of things. So sometimes that makes it difficult being in 120 square feet. We've kind of taken over one of my roommates moved out in December and Lily Jane has taken over her room for storage and tagging um, and getting new merchandise out. So I'm really excited. We'll be moving into a new store. So that's at least for a year. Hopeful that it's super successful and I get to stay in Auburn and maybe add some stores along the way. But that's kind of the plan right now. It is real. I have signed a lease for a building. I've signed a lease for another house in Auburn. So looks like everyone in Auburn gets to see me for another year for sure. Well, I know everybody is really excited for that. Congratulations on your success and the store success in this new space. You know, I'll be moving on to the West Coast, but certainly can't wait to support you from afar and continue to place my online orders because where else am I going to get earrings from? Yes, you can <laughs> stay and visit me when you um, come back and ship. Of course, we ship for $4 flat rate. So even in California. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. But I'm sure everybody listening is super excited to learn more about the store and the products that you offer. So how can everyone listening access your products? And I'm pretty sure you might have a good deal for people listening to this episode right now. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So you can check out all of our product on www.lilyjaneboutique.com. It's L-I-L-Y. So only one L in the middle. It always throws people off. Um, But for everyone listening, we have a discount code for you set up on our website. So it's going to be making it happen. M-A-K-I-N, it happens, spelled just like Adoree's podcast. Um, and so it'll be 10% off since this is the 10th episode of Adoree's season and the finale. Um, so I want to do something special for everyone listening. So be sure to check it out. You'll just insert the discount code at checkout. Um, and then you can also check us out on Instagram at lilyjaneboutique1, like the number one. Perfect. Well, I know people will certainly be excited to take advantage of that discount and shop your store and get to learn a little bit more about the products that y'all offer in your business as a whole. But, you know, that pretty much rounds us out. And I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody else. So you've talked about being a full-time student, being involved, juggling the balance of your friendships and your family relationships in the store you know, and people might be hearing this getting kind of intimidated that want to start their own small business. So we're just really step into anything that's coming next in their life. So how would you encourage anyone listening to this episode to make it happen in their own life? Yes. So I have listened to lots of um, Idris other podcasts, and I think this is reoccurring on the podcast um, that a lot of people have said, but it is so, so true. And just take risks. I opened up the store, a brick and mortar store. Of course, I've had the store since 2018 online and pop-up shows, but I opened a brick and mortar store in the middle of a dang pandemic and survived. Like if you can, if I can do that, like you seriously can do anything you set your mind to um, and set your heart to. And I know like with full confidence that if you take a risk, there's going to be so much reward. Um, And if it's a flop, calculate in like how much of the risk could be a flop. And I did that. And obviously it wasn't a flop. We're doing great. Um, And so whether that's opening a store, starting your own small business, or just like a life decision, like take a risk, it's going to be so rewarding and so worth it. 
Um, but as my dad always says, run the numbers first. So if it involves money, try and run the numbers, but more than likely you're going to do great. So I have full confidence in anyone who's listening. If you just take risks, there's going to be so much reward. You're going to be so excited and you're going to have a whole home team to support you along the way. Um, you have your friends, you have your cheerleaders, you have your family. They're going to be there for you um, in the ups and the downs, but the ups are going to be pretty exciting. I love it. Well, thank you, SJ, for closing this first season with a bang and for sharing your heart and your business and your story with the world. I certainly appreciate you being on the podcast, but more so appreciate the friendship that we've been able to form over the last few years. So thank you for doing this and thank you for being who you are. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to visit you in California. Of course, anytime. All righty, y'all. That is going to do it for this season and this episode. Thank you so much for following along this journey for the past 10 episodes. And I can't wait to launch season two. I will be sure to keep you posted on that. The easiest way to access that is if you follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're getting this episode. Also, be sure to leave a review wherever you're listening, especially as I'm gearing up for season two, so I can see what you want to hear to be able to be inspired to make it happen in your own life. Lastly, be sure to follow the podcast Instagram page at making it happen underscore podcast for extra content about the show giveaways. And of course, the announcement for when season two will be launching. Thank you so much for following along this journey this season. And I hope that all of these episodes have inspired you to make it happen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of making it happen. I hope that you join me each week for a brand new episode and are sure to follow the podcast Instagram page at making it happen underscore podcast. I hope that you left this episode inspired and are ready to go make it happen.